Good morning. Good morning. Ah, you've got a nice morning voice. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I sound like a man, but here we are. No, you've got like the sexy husky thing going on this morning. That's maybe because I was just coughing. I don't know. (laughs) I sometimes get it after I've had a cold, you know, that they end. And I always wish my voice would stay that way, but it doesn't. It goes back to like, squeaky fairy. (laughs) Yeah, you have a squeaky fairy. (laughs) I know. <laughs> it's lovely. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm happy. And also I'm exhausted. I don't know why the last week, the last five days I've had a lot of work on and it's been a lot. And you know, that's fine. Like life is life. But something that has been niggling at the back of my brain slash heart throughout this was this sense of like I have to keep pushing forward and I have to keep showing up because I'm financially responsible for myself and I don't effing want to I want to like I don't want to I wish I could take three months off and have three months of income because I actually really need a rest and it was so frustrating And it is so frustrating. I know that because, you know, we've spoken about this before and you actually spoke about this on your Instagram, which really, I was like, yes, we're on the same page. I think it's really interesting for us to go deeper into this because, yeah, I'm sure lots of people feel this way. In fact, I know lots of people feel this way. I'm going to add one more thing before I hand it over to you, which is a good friend of mine. Um, Her and her partner had a child a year and a half ago almost a year and a half ago I mean beautiful gorgeous little son and um, while it wasn't planned in so much it was definitely welcomed and obviously when a woman has a child then all her time and energy is then focused on nurturing and raising that child and basically just trying to keep it alive which in itself sounds like a lot of work but then because of the world we live in you know they live in London and even though he has a job he's a banker where he earns a lot of money the cost of living and raising a family and just like being a single person like you and I is very, very high. And he's not, I want to, don't want to say he's put her under pressure, but he's definitely said a few times, like you're going to have to find a way to bring some money in because I can't afford to support all of us by ourselves, Mm -hmm. which of course is incredibly stressful for her because a, she's just been a mother for a year and a half. So she's not in the workforce air quotes. And that makes a big difference from what she tells me, from the understanding I I get from her. And on top of that, she's just, she's so depleted from giving birth and raising a child. She doesn't even have energy. Like, you know, where is she going to find the energy to find a job on top of the child raising and all of that? And and so this is like another perspective of like, why, 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 we, why do we live in this world where this is expected in order just to survive? Like it's the minimum. Okay. Please tell me all your thoughts. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. This is, this fits in so well with the book I'm reading. I feel like I've just, I talk about books that I read every episode right now. Um, <laughs> It's amazing. I just started it yesterday to read it properly. It's called Abolish the Family. I'm going to write it down. Abolish the family. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really like a small short book, so it's like I think quite a quick read, even though it's very like uh, political and like there's a like the 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 language is is more difficult for me as a non-native English speaker, but it's so interesting. It's so so interesting um, because it speaks about this idea of the nuclear family that is actually we what we think our family values are actually work values, like that family unit was invented for capitalism um wow i know it's like so so interesting i'm just like two chapters in so i can't like fully like say much about maybe i should read something from it like it's just so 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 interesting that to to kind of see yeah this the system doesn't serve even it doesn't serve families because they become these isolated units cut off from anyone else like single people older people suffer because they're isolated and families do as well like very 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 few families actually are like you know expanded and wider and inclusive of other people in their lives but they're usually these islands for themselves and as you just mentioned that's it like you we all love that idea of, oh, yeah, someone to provide for us. But that someone will also live under that pressure, uh, that huge pressure that we have in the system of trying to make ends meet for the family. And basically, yeah, the book advocates, I guess, that's where it's going to to completely like change our system inside out and um it, it it does say in the beginning she does say like she knows this is a utopian idea like she's very aware <laughs> that it is a utopian idea however there was a time when that idea it was reality like that's how we live like more more together and everyone cared for each other and children were were everyone's children and they're not just you know the responsibility of two people (laughs) um which is insane it's insanely hard so it kind of advocates for abolishing the family and expanding like care for everyone and love for everyone um and food and support and all of it like shared um and yeah like I I just I'm so so intrigued by the book so intrigued by the idea because yeah just as you said I'm tired I'm really yeah so I mean what's happening for you personally because there's a reason why you picked up that book yeah there is (laughs) because um well it's not just recently I've always struggled with that concept I mean I used to be married and even um in our marriage I was there was a nice part about it that my ex-husband kind of had a similar mindset like me in terms of having an open door policy we always had friends stay with us if someone needed a place like it was just like very you know we just mixed all of our relationships and friends and it wasn't like it's just us, you know, and once in a while we see like friends or whatever. Um, Yeah, it was like very an open, <laughs> I'm going to say an open marriage, but not in that way. <laughs> not, um, not sexually. It was like, like this open life, which I really loved. Um, 
and obviously yeah we never had children and I um and that was intentional in the way in the sense that before even getting married I've always like wanted um to adopt children and to foster and I never really wanted biological children that was never my plan a my plan a was always taking children in um that already exist in the world um and I've wanted this since I've been a teenager I don't know why I didn't know anyone who was adopted or um and I've been thinking about that as well a lot the why where did that come from and I think it has to do with belonging and loneliness um and I felt that so deeply for me that I also felt it so deeply for other people I was like I wish I could take that away from other people and I think it's like it, it has it comes from there somehow but I've always wanted like kind of this this big patchwork family somehow like this 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 blended um and still to this day I'm 37 and I don't have the desire or the obsession to be pregnant I just don't I want a family I do I'd love a family but I don't feel that oh my gosh I need to make a baby like that kind of thing and um I've yeah I've always just like yeah even in my relationships and stuff I've always like mixed you know romantic partner with my friends and do stuff together and hang out and bring people together and I've never been that person who gets a partner and disappears off the radar and it's just like um that was always too narrow for me that definition of family and when I watched my friends having babies and make families and build families and disappear and become reclusive and stuff I've always always and and they struggled as well right like with with that with that system but it's what we are taught as well that's the way to do it mm -hmm. I always felt like this is it's just not the way mm -hmm. um but I always I, thought I'm weird I'm just strange I had no idea that this idea actually to abolish the family is really old um mm. and it's been around forever and I had no idea I had no language for it that this is a thing uh, I always just thought, oh, it's just weird people who do it and hippies or who live together or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And now I know, oh, like, yeah, maybe I'm not weird. Maybe there is a way to, <laughs> because it's it's actually our roots. This is years and years and years and years. The and years. tribal living. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's an aside to, like, that is the idealistic solution. That's the aside to the challenges you're facing right now. Yeah. which is the challenges everyone's facing right now, which is, yeah. especially in this part of the world, I feel like it's more extreme in the UK than it is, than it definitely felt in Spain, mm. for example. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know why that is, but I can, I just speak to so many people at the moment that are struggling financially and having a really hard time when financially they were flush for many years and then this year it, everything feels different I'm mm. hearing stories from friends where um, the husband is no longer the main uh, breadwinner so to speak and the, and the wife takes on that role because she can mm -hmm. uh, but it's still less money overall or, or just like so many different stories or like people's industries having completely disappeared after the 
two-year pandemic yeah and those industries just haven't come back and they're essentially unemployable even though they have high level skills just so many interesting stories and so then what do we do and like and I think the topic that I'm really interested in which feeds into the family piece because family or not so much family but like that tribal support community support thing is the pressure we have on doing everything ourselves all the time that would then be taken away when there's always someone else to help share. I was thinking about this just the other day when I was also, we texted a little bit about like, I have to run a business. No, I have to, I choose to, but I have to have a job. And the way that I have a job is to run a business and because that's the best I can do for myself in this moment in my life. But I also have to like run a household and make sure there's food in my cupboards, like groceries, like all of these things that I have to do as one person that everyone has to do, almost not everyone, but you know what I mean? Like so many people have to do as one person that's not shared. And it's wild, the pressures that we're in just to exist in the world. Yeah, it's an incredible pressure and the living my friend called it living alone fatigue and it's like really real because there's nobody that, you know, you can ask, Oh, can you pick up bin liners on your way home? Or you always have to think about everything yourself and the little things accumulate and they become like this big burden over time. And in, imagine what you said earlier, you know, you wish you could take three months off, not worrying about working, not worrying about how to make money. I feel the same way. I would like to take three or six <laughs> months off and just not having to like make work happen just for a while. Um, and now imagine we were living in community where things were shared um, and there was support there. You could take a little bit of time off knowing someone else will pick up the slack, you know, and then and then the roles will be reversed, you know, at mm -hmm. some point. You you could or you could just work way less, you know, you could work do a little bit of work, but you didn't have to work so much because mm -hmm. everyone's contributing, yeah. you know. And even also like so maybe you could change roles, so maybe if you're generally a financial contributor, you could be like, you know what, I'm going to pull back and then instead I'm going to cook for everyone for a while. You know, like you change the role that you have where you still contribute and it's still valuable and meaningful, but in a different way that might be more nurturing or nourishing for you or just gives you space to mm -hmm. refuel. Exactly, exactly. And it sounds so funny to talk about it. It sounds like, oh, you're just imagining this dream fairy world. But I mean, there are people who live that way. There are. And Absolutely. We, and we used to to do that more as well. And even like with the nuclear family, then they don't have it better because if the husband is providing and working, guess who's picking up all the other labor at home? It's the mm -hmm. wife. Mm -hmm. Like it's just one person. And maybe mm -hmm. she has, I don't know, a nanny or maybe she has her parents around, but it's still not enough. Yesterday, I went to the museum um, to the Tate for an exhibition and um, there it was an exhibition with like different rooms where you were watching films like short films and I was I was watching one and like it's this dark room obviously with projectors and then this woman comes in with a 
stroller and like a, a toddler in, inside and she sits down next to me like trying to watch the film and then the toddler starts talking and at first it's cute and then the toddler starts screaming <laughs> and crying and she like has to get up and leave the room again and I was thinking because I just had started reading the book that morning I, I was thinking wow like Apart from the fact that, fair enough, maybe she wanted to spend quality time with her child, you know, that day. Maybe she was like, you know, we're going to spend intentional time together. Maybe she wanted that. But I think you don't go to the museum to spend intentional time with your toddler <laughs> because you're not. You're like essentially looking at other things, right? So I think it was probably more of a necessity. So now if this woman had would have community she could go for two hours to the museum to enjoy the exhibition she wanted to, mm -hmm. to, to look at and not have to worry about her child because she knows her child is in safe hands, you know, with people that love the child and then can take care of her for two hours. Mm -hmm. It was just so interesting to, to see how, like you see it everywhere, how that plays out and how yeah. overwhelmed people, especially women, are. Oh my gosh, yeah. The other day I was in London on a train and there was this a mother with a small baby and a toddler. The toddler was probably like three and a half, something like that. Really cute little boy. I, I only noticed because when the train moved, we we're all standing up because it was busy. The train moved, the toddler sort of like um fell into me by accident by the velocity of the movement and I caught him and sort of like him back towards his mom and so I noticed them and I could just like she looked so exhausted and so when we got to the stop I like the stop that I was getting off I noticed she was getting off as well and she had the stroller and the baby and the boy and everything else so I asked her if I could help thinking that you know maybe I can carry the stroller for her or something and I was really surprised when she literally just pushed the, the toddler in my arms and was like take him I was like, oh, like this is your most precious thing <laughs> that you're. I'll take the. You. <laughs> I'll take the stroller. You take the human. <laughs> but you know, I took him. I got off with him. I waited for her, and it was this this moment where I could see that there was a a moment of relief that someone was there, but also she just didn't even have the capacity to be like, you know, she just had to keep going. Maybe like the kids are hungry. Who knows? And I was just thinking, like, if she. If, if there were just people around it helping each other all the time, that was normal. Women like her, who look like they're on the brink of death, <laughs> wouldn't exist. But this is, that, this is normal right now. And it's horrible. I see it so often. And it's, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we all do it. And it's like, well, not all of us, but it's like, yeah, smiling. Like, yeah, but it's all worth it. It's all worth it. But, babe, w this wasn't the design it was supposed yeah. to be. And I yeah. find it so fascinating to just switch my thinking a little bit because mm -hmm. in the book, I read it and I was like, literally in the first chapter, she says, um, it's actually quite selfish to think uh, the any everything your child needs is just those two people. Like mm -hmm. that's all, that's going to be enough for the child. It's actually quite mm -hmm. selfish like mm -hmm. to think that's, that's going to be enough. You're like withholding so much from the child by withholding, like community care um mm. by just thinking oh just just the parents it's gonna be enough you know and it's not enough for the child but it's also not enough for the parents right and 
I just, um, I, I find it important to talk about this because we kind of think when we talk about this exhaustion and capitalism and stuff, I feel like, well, from some conversations I've had, people just think, oh, it's an issue for single people. And I'm like, no, it's an issue for everyone. We are, yes, we are even more tired, but. <laughs> are we though? I think we're just fatigued in a different way. Like I see my my friends who are in relationships and who are, I mean, some of them are parents, some of them not. I think they're also fatigued, but in different ways. You're right. Yeah. It's just a different tired. Yeah. We're all mm -hmm. tired. <laughs> yeah. So for example, the people I have in, I know in, who are in relationships without children, one of the things that they're fatigued by is having to be the entire community for their partner, mm -hmm. which yeah. I'm like, that's exhausting. Whereas I don't have to, I don't have to do that for someone else. I have to do it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but having to do that for someone else as well as yourself is a lot. Or then, you know, as a parent, you're fatigued because you have 110% responsibility for the life of your children or child and your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if I struggled keeping my house clean, getting groceries and doing my work, they're really struggling. Exactly. They, they must be even more so. And, and we just like push through and smile and, I don't I really don't know like I think yeah we keep coming back to like this this isolated living isn't like great is it isn't the best or even like just the family living in the in the small sense isn't the best and something I'm sorry to interrupt you something that I notice is that it's a lot more severe and extreme in more developed countries like the more developed the country is the more severe the separation and the isolation is because if you go to like really underdeveloped countries like for example india people who are really poor have amazing community because they're all in the same boat together they're just trying to survive they're just trying to get that next bowl of rice and whatever they have they give each other they because they're in it together they're like it's not just me it's us whereas the more financially resourced we are or the more developed we are the more we seem to isolate and separate that's my impression from mm -hmm. what I've observed. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense because capitalism has us in a grip here. That's why, like with that idea, like, you know, with like working and getting a reward for working and, you know, you live to work and you don't have time for anyone else and you don't have, how, how can you think about it? Like you work five, nine to five, five days a week. Or some people even more. <laughs> like how how do you have real time for anything else and other people? And and when you when you live in a place where capitalism doesn't have you in that grip so much, um, you have more time. You you also because you have less like maybe financial resources and stuff you have to share and you your focus is more on other people and family because you know oh damn we need each other mm -hmm. but we live under that illusion that we can't we can't do it alone until we realize shit we actually can't do it alone yeah until the mental health cracks start to show and, and yeah. we realize yeah yeah and then and then by I feel like by the time we realize it, then it's like, hmm, how do we change that though? And then some of us think, oh, well, a partner is the solution, which it isn't. Like, or like, how do we get out? Because you can't really get out. You you have to. So 
That's my next question for both of us. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. While there's obviously no perfect exit plan, (laughs) do you have ideas around how you could strategically start to step-by-step move into a new sphere? Because I definitely do. I think about it a lot. I've been thinking about it a lot for at least a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, yeah, like the the ideas and like small plans, first steps plans I have with some friends is like to, with like two friends is literally to move in together um, outside of the big city, like outside, like in the countryside, moving together um, and having a space um, where we all can afford um, but we all live in a way where it's not just um, roommates, <laughs> but it is actually more like community care, caring about each other, caring for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the idea spinning around in our heads. Um, mm-hmm. And and the idea is to make that happen, not, you know, in 20 years, but kind of, yeah, in the next couple of years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um we're all like at the brink of this is we can't do this anymore yeah what is what is your what has been your idea I mean it's it's similar in a different in a different approach so something that I really yearn for that I used to have was this global traveling community Mm -hmm. and it was a lot of people that I knew who were travelers like I was, and we would meet each other in different parts of the world and then instantly form a community through this process. And when I stopped traveling in that way, that community fell, fell away. And that's normal and that's fine. And I evolved and grew and, and there's parts of that community that no longer fits who I've become over that period of time and things like that. But I am you know, in my in my personal perfect utopia, the the dream is to be able to have that community in diff- two different places, so mm-hmm. like England, London, or like near London, because for some reason my heart is so connected to this part of the world, mm-hmm. and then somewhere a lot sunnier and warmer, so that you I can meet those parts of myself, and and then have a that like a solid community where where I know that wherever I go of these two places we come together and we support each other and we hold each other and we act like a large family or like a large village that is there for for one another in this community sense and of course it's never perfect but it is better than this exactly that's that's my point as well it's like whenever I tell people this they they come up with all the obstacles they're like well all the terrible they're like they're all their terrible roommate situations like from the past I'm like nothing is perfect Mm. but what we live now how Mm. is that how is that great either we all suffer as well so might as well try something else like Mm -hmm. um it 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 will be better than this and of course community requires is so challenging because it requires you to give up some commodities and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. to change and of course you're fine and you have peace when you're by yourself because <laughs> you don't get challenged and annoyed by people right so it is challenging but mm. it's 
I mean, if you compare it to this isolation, it's like, it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. I see a lot of people at the moment going through a similar sort of experimentation. Uh, there's a woman I know and she has, she's divorced. She has two, two sons and she recently spent some time in Thailand yeah. and met a community of people who then invited her to join their community in Portugal. And so just recently she sold a house, bought a caravan, you know, is moving her little family into the caravan and is slowly, and she lives in the UK, so they're going to make her way to Portugal and test it out, like, you know, show up at this community, test it out, feel into it, see if there's something that she can do um, mm. because she knows that this isn't working. And then I have another friend who's a journalist. She has a beautiful sub-stack um, newsletter or article series um and she lives in margate with her husband and her small small child and she recently spent time with a friend of hers that she's known for many years mm -hmm. just outside barcelona in a house that she's sh sharing her friend and her husband her partner and their child is sharing a house with another family and they've intentionally decided to create this like mini community in the countryside just outside of a big city so that they can commute to work and do for those kinds of things mm. and test out like this, this alternative way of living because we're all coming up against the point where this just doesn't work. Like we're going to collapse and fall apart if we keep trying to continue as we are. Yeah, I love that. That is so beautiful. And yeah, why not reinvent for yourself a different way? Like, why do we think we have to do it like everyone else? I literally have heard over the last year, because and over the, this year as well, apparently like mortgage rates have doubled or something, right? I that too. Yeah. In the UK, which is crazy, because it used to be the the case that oh, if you have a mortgage, it's cheaper than renting. But now, it, depending on how high your mortgage is, it, it's not the case anymore. And I literally heard of people who had to sell their house and go back to renting and families as well. How? Why? Like, what if you just imagined a different way? What if you, yeah, lived with other families? Why is that so weird? Why? Yeah. Is, why is it not weird to live by ourselves? Like, alone or with, like, a family? Why is that not weird? <laughs> like, who, who told us that? Like, I love... I love that like experiment that they're doing that. Yeah, why not? Why not mm -hmm. share a space with like another family instead of losing your house, you know? And and it's just very interesting how we're all trapped. Um, and I love people who, I love that. I love that people, you know, try and give it a go to, to create their own systems. Yeah. That's so beautiful yeah it, I feel like in many ways it's also the only way we're just coming up against a point where it's either change or suffer yeah and and the, the system doesn't want us to because if you live together and you support each other you don't work as much mm -hmm. you don't spend as much mm -hmm. so you're not fueling the machine you're mm -hmm. like happier you're more satisfied um and you're not fueling that that constant whereas when you live alone or you know you just with your partner and you have to provide for the family you work like crazy um and yeah it, it's just not there's not enough 
shared there's not enough sharing of everything sharing the baggage and sharing the good stuff and so yeah I I hope I really 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 want to make this happen um I look forward to watching your journey with it unfold I think it will be so inspiring I hope you document it because you can then be a leading example for so many people who are probably yearning for the same thing but don't have the courage or the friends or don't even think that it's possible for them so if you can show us show us I think we're all going to be so grateful I mean, yeah, there's already so many examples, right, in the world. Like, I know I'm not the the first one, but yeah, it's um obviously for for whoever is like witnessing me. I hope it can be um helpful because I I also I'm not sure what I'm doing. Like, I I I see and read a, f- a lot of things on on people who do that life, but it's like, hmm, how can I make this for myself? like yeah it has to be unique to you because other people's models of it are theirs but that doesn't mean that suits you yeah it can't always work 100% you know like if um depending on what country they live in and like you know what what their circumstances are and mine are different so it's like what Mm. can that look like for me or for you it has to be a a bit more tailored um so it can serve as inspiration but it has to be more tailored and I've read like the last months or so I've read a few articles on like co-living where people I sent you a few as well right like where people in the UK are living together one was like literally a village in the countryside where like families and individuals like live together and share like the food and they the produce and everything and then the other one was in London in the city it was like this I guess estate or apartment building where all these uh, older women live together and I was like oh immediately my heart like started like there was a pull like a pull to that it was it felt it just felt right it just felt like mm, this is it this is it mm-hmm. um, it's so beautiful so yeah let's see where it goes and you are well not planning I don't know but you hinted on something that you're you're going away for a while maybe 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 I I have I'm moving to North London for August yeah I'm letting a room and I'm gonna make a decision after that okay or like in that time mm-hmm. travel but yes maybe yes Oh my gosh. I mean, that this was not part of the plan, but I didn't have a plan. So I guess that's okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you just go with the next step, which mm-hmm. is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so nice to be to also be in the position to not have a plan. That is definitely a very yeah. fortunate and also um, what's the word? Privileged position to be in. Yeah, it's like a nice, um, it's a nice problem to have <laughs> when you don't, when you're not tied down by any like plan or um, things like that. That's also really beautiful. Do you feel like, I don't know if I've asked you this, maybe I have, but do you feel because of your lifestyle and you, obviously your communities are spread everywhere, do you feel that loneliness or are you like okay with it I feel more lonely when I live 
the settled life than when I lived the traveling life. A lot more lonely because because it doesn't have the same community. When you're in a settled place and you're living in an apartment and you have neighbors and you're doing things where it's very, you know, the same sort of thing every single day. And you know, I don't know. And maybe that's just my experience, but I feel far more lonely and isolated when I'm settled than when I travel. Mm. But yeah, that makes sense. Because when you're settled, that's like, you have to create those like community, like you have to work on them. But if you're traveling, you're not meeting the same people. No, it's like different. For me, I am because I have been part of this travelers community for 20 years. Okay. That I do. So for example, there's an opportunity for me to move to Thailand for a little while. I'm thinking about it. If I do, a friend of mine just recently moved to Thailand who I've known for 10, 15 years. I saw her in Mexico. I saw her because, you know, like she's, she's like me. We move around a lot. And so instantly I have community. I have a girlfriend that I know I can spend time with and who's there and she's on the same page as me. And so for me, yes, I meet new people, but I also often meet people that have been part of my traveling community for a long time. And that's part of what, part of the call and part of the uh, yearning that I often feel is to like come back into that space with those people who understand the world and the way of life in the way that I have Mm. okay yeah I mean if if you go if you all go like to the places where Mm -hmm. you're like together and you know each other that's that's different then I guess Yeah. yeah yeah um that makes sense. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I don't know what to do, but I'm excited either way. <laughs> well, it doesn't get boring for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. You should do your own travel podcast. <laughs> yeah, or YouTube, maybe. <laughs> mm, yeah, visuals. Yeah, true. <laughs> that yeah. might be that might be interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. Tune in next week for another episode. <laughs> Where does Vienda live now? What's going to happen next? <laughs>